I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we've started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. How are things in Winter Wonderland, Chris? Well, first things first, I just want you to know that before we start this, Mm -hmm. um, I don't do animal acts, (laughs) and I do not do S&M or any variation of that particular bent. No fist-fucking either. No fist-fucking. And I will not shave my pussy, and... Absolutely no coming on coming on my face. So as long as we're good with that, we can proceed. Yeah, no water sports either. No yeah. water sports either. <laughs> I left that one off. I don't know. I could be talked into that one. I'm not as I'm not as big of a prude as Miss Holly Body. I, how does she work with so many requirements like that? Like no coming on her face. Like I feel like that's not really as bad as like you know animal acts or something. I don't know. And I mean, she she does girl on girl stuff, but. She's not super into She's it. She's not really into yeah, it, which, though. Which, no. Okay, no. but that must be kind of boring to watch if you're just going to, like, lay there and do nothing. <laughs> I mean, there have been a few of these films that I've seen where I'm like, yeah. I'm pretty sure this person doesn't want to be here. Yeah. You know, and that that that's not fun to watch. I think if you're going to do porn, do it right and enjoy it. You could, you know, relax. Don't do it. When you want to go to it. If you want to <laughs> go to it. Relax. Don't do it. I love how this film just, like, stops randomly, like, at that hour and 20 minute mark and it's like let's have a music video it kind of just transitions into a completely different film in general which is it's great (laughs) (laughs) if only more films would do would do that yeah you know what let's change it up we've had enough of this you've seen enough of this you've seen enough of this melodramatic (laughs) rear window homage let's try something a little different You kids like the MTV? We got something <laughs> we got for you. <laughs> Frankie goes to Hollywood. It has a very high budget. I mean, it, it looks like a does a, a classy film. There's like extras and chaps and yeah, there's people to leather daddies walk on your back. And, yeah, strippers and everyone across the sexual rainbow is there, and it's also it's I'm pretty sure Catherine Zeta Jones is in this. <laughs> the girl that walks up to him when he's at the bar in that yeah. scene and then le- leads him into the into the sluts room uh-huh. i'm convinced that's Catherine zeta jones maybe i've been convinced of this since i first you saw know, it maybe and she just leaves that off her resume but could be i think she's lying ab- about her age yeah. i think she's older than we think I and think this so. was her first film yeah, yeah. because it look it looks just like her except with crazy 80s hair uh-huh. this is my conspiracy theory and mm-hmm. i want someone to help me prove it I think this is more important than QAnon and everything else. So let, let's. I think so too. Let's get the change.org think... petition going. And yeah. <laughs> Catherine Cedar Jones was in Body Double. <laughs> and I don't know why she's lying about it. I mean, it, 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 it's a good thing. It's right I there. Mean, come on. Hello. <laughs> You'll got to be. Write a character into your next movie that's trying to figure out this mystery, and <laughs> it'll raise awareness, and it'll be great. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I just want to bring awareness to this really important topic. Can I, can I do that, please? There's there's no more important topic in today's society. <laughs> no. I want to know why she's left it off her resume. Damn it, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, Catherine. Catherine, Catherine, Catherine. Mm. What would Velma Kelly do, Catherine? Oh, Come on. Uh, she would stay away from jazz and liquor because it did not lead <laughs> yeah. to good things for her. 
I mean, she got an act out of it, you know, a little vaudeville act. She did. Why aren't we talking about Chicago? Chicago's a great movie. This is a great I movie, know. too, so it's fine. That's a great movie. Yeah. This is a really good movie, actually. It's, it's, uh, it is. You know, it has a lot of homages to a lot of Hitchcockian themes and films. Oh, uh, yes, but definitely. they're built in and in the most sleazy fashion possible, which is just great. <laughs> I do love some sleaze. You I do just, too. You just don't really get enough sleaze these days. No, you know? like, that kind of got lost in the 80s and early 90s. It was like, it was did. by the early 90s, it was like starting to go out. And yeah, we might have a topic of the week this week. Our wheel is back and better than ever. Uh, she got a makeover. She had a whole montage. She did. Yes. The blondies call me. Yes. Just like Tiffany. She went on Sally Jesse, Jesse Raphael and told her <laughs> E True life story, and it was beautiful. We support her in her journey and go for we her. We love you, Wheel. We love you, Wheel. <laughs> so let's... Wheel O Haunted Hill. Yeah. Wheel O <laughs> Hill. Um. <laughs> Wheel O' Hill. <laughs> That's a great name. Wheel O' Hill. If I ever go into the Holly Body business, um, that's my stage name. That's your, your stage name. What's your uh, oh Hill? What's your porn name? What's your first right first first oh, pet yeah. and first, first street pet? Right? First pet. Um, I think it's technically Bert Harrow. Mm, okay. Bert Harrow. That 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 was. I only grew up there for like two years of my life. Yeah. Um. And then that dog was only in my life for a bit too. But yeah. I guess those were the first ones. Nice. What's yours? Uh, what is it? Sporty Bond. I guess would be the sporty. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's fun. Uh, sporty Bond. Sporty Bond. And uh, <laughs> she's a she's a classy girl, but. Uh, <laughs> She's not as uptight as Holly, though. She'll... It sounds like a brand of jockstrap. I don't know why. Like... Yeah. Sporty Bob. Or like, yeah, something British. I... <laughs> Have you had a taste of the Sporty Bob? It's quite delicious. <laughs> Mr. F. Yeah. <laughs> it's right next to the fish paste. Mm. It's quite lovely. <laughs> Sporty pond for all your delicacies. It's right next to the five cream we got over <laughs> Five cream. Coming January 2022. <laughs> oh, I don't like to say 20, that. I, I, my God. I, I, I was Ugh. thinking about the fact that, you know, looking, I was going to watch looking and that came out in 2014. I'm like, no, that's like seven years ago. That disturbs me. That is. That disturbs how? me. How? How? But anyway, okay. Uh, let me go up to the wheel. And uh, let me stroke her lovingly, consensually, and see what she oh, wants yes. to. It's a consensual stroke of the wheel. <laughs> she gave me permission. Okay, uh, guys, <laughs> don't come at me. <laughs> Le Wheel would like us to talk about some of our favorite horror films by female filmmakers. Which is Le Wheel? Is she French now? I. I, I... <laughs> Lily Wheel of Fortune. Lily Wheel. Yes. She, she's trying something she's new. Trying okay. She's something, got a nice. Yeah. yeah she's. <laughs> a, well, you know, it. we should also mention something that we probably should have brought up at the beginning of the month. It has been, oh, yeah. you know, Women in Horror Month. Mm-hmm. To be fair, though, it is Women in Horror life for us. So there's that. Pretty much. You know, know, like, I mean, does it need like an actual month for us? We're always talk, talking about them. So it's yeah. Really like, like, I support it in the greater thing. horror 
yeah. industry, but you know, I feel yeah. like ninety percent of the films we talk about, you know, have women leads, and you know, it's true. Uh, and you know, I, hopefully, we will get to the point where it is impossible to make a list of, you know, horror films made by female film filmmakers because there will be so many mm. of them, and you can't narrow them down. Exactly. We are not there yet, but you know, we, unfortunately, uh, no, we are not. There has been. But it's getting better. It is getting better. You know. Um. Yeah, I got a bunch. What do you got? My first one is Karen Kusama because, I mean, she's done... The Queen. Jennifer's Body and The Invitation. The Invitation. The Invitation is one of the scariest, most intense movies I've Y'all, ever seen in, in, in my life. If you have not my whole life. sat down and watched The Invitation, it is streaming, I believe, on Netflix. So fucking good. It it's a masterpiece. It is I would not change a frame of this Amazing. Movie. Very claustrophobic, just like Jake mm-hmm. in this movie. Yep. And... Just, yeah, the tension, the dread, the suspense. It's oh. so fucking good. It's, yeah. And I absolutely adore it. And I I, I re- re- really think everyone should sh- check it out. Yeah. It's one of the best horror films of the past 20, I would say 30 years. I actually. think so. Like, even when you yeah. think you've sort of pieced together what's going on, there's some nice mm-hmm. little twists in there, too. And it's it's great. Oh, it's so good. It's, <laughs> I just want to cry. It's so good. It's, <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful. And Jennifer's body, and man. And Jennifer's body. So oh. good. Diablo Cody, writer, it too. Uh, yes, who yes. Who is, like, the queen exactly. also. Like, this just, it's two queens writing this movie. You know, uh, she did Juno and Young Adult and uh, uh, United States of Terra. So many great movies. Yes. And, and TV shows. Yeah. I had a feeling eventually it would find the right crowd. And it mm-hmm. seems like it it has and it's slowly growing. And I'm curious to see what it, it'll look like in, like, the next 20, 30 years like will yeah. people finally be like this movie's actually really good me too i think it was last year or two years ago when it had that big kind of revival and everyone was like oh yeah this is mm-hmm. actually pretty good i'm like yeah i i know yeah. <laughs> we've been saying it we knew we were there okay. <laughs> we were there okay <laughs> been saying it for like a decade okay hello <laughs> listen to the gaze and we won't lead you wrong exactly <laughs> we really don't we 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 try very hard to steer people on the right path. Yeah. But if you want to take a little detour to Funky Town, then that is your own problem, mm-hmm. sir or madam. Funky Town. Yeah. Yeah. Except it's not as fun as the song. It's it's, it's a, <laughs> actually just a dull town with like tumbleweeds and it's like run by like Ted Cruz. It's not fun. You don't want to go there. You don't want to go the there. The saloon closes at like five o'clock and yeah. <laughs> everyone gets dysentery. Just tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, uh, our girl Daria. Nickelodi, hello. Daria Nickelodi. Yeah. Oh God, I'm still hurt over that death. I I will never get over that death. It's so sad. Yeah, she does not get the credit sad. she deserves. I mean, she co-created no. this entire Suspiria and Inferno universe, and uh, yeah, and she, which yeah, is much more exciting than like say the Marvel universe. <laughs> yeah, okay? this yeah. is a universe I think needs expanding more than these do. So it does. It needs more films. Make it happen. And she did Paganini horror. Which I have not. Well, let's not hold that against her. Okay? I, you know, I've heard mixed things about that. I've heard people say they love it, and then some people say they don't. It's actually so. really fun. Yeah, but I have a feeling like she didn't really like. Maybe like I feel like some of it was lost in translation. Yeah, that so, makes sense. That I don't makes know. Sense, yeah, but she's just badass, and I I I think it's interesting that his his best part of his career, Dario Argento's, was when she was in his films or helping him create his films. Absolutely, yeah. And then it's like, it kind of took a dip once she left. And I'm like, interesting. Yeah. And she had so, to, to fight know. to have her name on those films. And that's sad yeah. because Ridiculous. she was a co-creator. And it's, man. She came up with a story, you ding-dong. Oh. So mm. rest rest in power, Daria. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
I'd like to bring up one, mm-hmm. um, Jackie Kong, who made a wonderful film called Blood Diner, mm, which yeah. is so much fun. Yeah. It's a, such a blast. It's ridiculous. It's like a screwball gore comedy. Yeah. It's 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 uh it's it's kind of like the movie Blood Feast, mm-hmm, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's almost like a spiritual s- sequel to that. And I support her for making that marvelous film. I forgot that they, yeah, it had a female director and everything. Mm-hmm, that's, that's great. Yeah. yeah. And you know the entire Slumber Party Massacre trilogy experience, oh, of you know. Uh Yes, it, which is an experience. It, it is. really is. <laughs> all directed by women. All, all of them. All like lesbian women, Crazy. I believe, too, like or queer oh, women. I didn't know they were all lesbian. I have some of them but... anyway, maybe not all of them, but yeah. um because you got Amy Holden Jones. We'll just pretend that they are. Yeah, we'll pretend they. <laughs> I don't think they'll, they'll mind too much. I'm sorry. No, I mean, uh, Amy Holden Jones, Rita Mae Brown, Deborah Brock, Sally Madsen, Catherine mm-hmm. Siren. I mean, they, there's just a lot of great women. I love that franchise. It's so wacky. It's so fun. Part two. My God. Yeah. It's part two. It should be studied in <laughs> film schools. I it hope is it is. Unbelievable. I mean, screw Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Slumber Party Massacre too, because. There's more g- going on in like the 70 minutes that it's on than most like three hour epics. There's so much to dissect. Plus, you get the the sex god who is the driller killer, right? I mean, I want to buzz with him all he night sings, long. He drills. He shakes those not, hips. What's not to like? He thinks he's Elvis. He's he's great. So good. Oh. Um, speaking of kind of like the Roger Corman school, what about Cat mm-hmm. Shay, who did Strip to Kill mm-hmm. and Poison Ivy, and then The Rage Carry Two? Oh, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought very, her up. Very good. I left her off, so that's good. Uh, and of course, Mary Lambert. You know. Uh, oh, of course. Which uh, put a pen in pet that cemetery. too, right? We're, we're, but Pet, yeah, pet we're Cemetery. Gonna, we're get back to her too. <laughs> yes. Pet Cemetery and Pet Cemetery Two, the sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mary. Uh, yeah, I don't have much to say, but she's great. She's and wonderful. And Urban, Urban Legends, Legends, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, which yes. I personally love. But if y'all don't like yeah. it, then y'all can suck an egg. We need to cover that at some point too. Yeah, I kind of forgot about I'd that be one. Okay with that? Yeah. It's a fun one. I've I've got one that's a little um a little more obscure, and I, I just yeah. recently dis- discovered her. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephanie Rothman, who did a film called The Velvet Vampire. Yeah, which is sort of like a um, it's it's kind of like an. Um, American grindhouse version of like Daughters of Darkness because it's also about a sort of sexually fluid vampire, female yeah. vampire, who lures a couple to her estate and like tries to seduce them and stuff. It's one of those movies you kind and of it's forget. Really fun. It's a horror movie at times uh, because they're just kind yeah, of out in the middle yeah. of the desert and riding on like yeah. uh, that jeep thing and yeah, it's, it's like a dune buggy. And there's a whole there's a whole scene where. It's like she's describing it, and she's like, yeah, have you ever ridden on a dune buggy before? Mm. You just put it in uh, in drive and ride it. And it's yeah. like trying to be sexual, and it's amazing. It's just like, it's it, like a dune buggy as sexual metaphor. I've it, never heard that it's before. Just, it's totally not what you would expect from a vampire movie because it's all set in like no. the bright sunlight for the most part. And yeah. if you ex- normally expect like the you know uh, nightfall on everything and all the mm-hmm. creepy imagery but this is just very like she oh, she can be out in the cool. sun and she's fine and it's yeah it's yeah um you know a, a couple of recent ones really quick here you know honeymoon lee janiac i already recommended that one mm-hmm. i love her head count by l callahan which is this great kind of um it follows uh folk horror kind of film which i loved 
And uh, I've been meaning to see that. I really liked it. I've heard some people not as big on it, but I liked it. Uh, Lyle, um, the gay Rosemary's Baby by Stuart Thorndike. It's really good. Oh, I need to see that. Um, it's really short. Gay Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. That, well, uh, le- sold. Lesbian. Lesbian. <laughs> is baby, the yeah. baby gay? Or is it? <laughs> it's about a lesbian couple, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> what have you done with it? Yeah. What have you done with its eyes? Yeah. It's made of glitter. Yeah. Like what? I don't know what that's. <laughs> um, what does that entail? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a bunch. I mean, uh, Good Manners is another good. It's a kind. Mm-hmm. It's one of the film I can't really say too much about because it has a big old twist in it but it's really good and uh it's, you kind of get two movies for the price of one so it's good um True. and that's juliana rojas and uh the lure which is this crazy ass polish mermaid horror musical uh made what? by mm-hmm. agnieszka smokskniska i can't say it but i hope that's around what it does well if you say so it's i can sure it's the wildest thing one of the wildest things i've ever seen on screen so it's it, it's great oh it's great i do need to i need to see that then great what about um roberta finley oh yeah who did lurkers uh-huh. and um blood sisters yeah she is like a exploitation movie pioneer and the fact that she made these films is, is amazing because it's like a woman can be as twisted and exploitative and fun and sleazy as a man and mm-hmm. i love it that's what she proved with her films always here for that i'm not saying they're the most technically competent films like the acting's always like really bad yeah and but there's there's like a charm to them and i enjoy watching them oh mary heron yes mm-hmm. from american psycho mm-hmm. you know yep. yeah which is like 21 this year which is fucking crazy jesus christ kill me yeah. now yeah, it's a great little wow. also satirical film that I don't think a lot of people really understood at the mm-hmm. time, but yeah. Definitely not. I think they just were like, this is a straight horror movie. Yeah. It's misogynistic. I'm like, uh, okay. Like, Let's talk about how fucking gay it is. You see him like yeah. <laughs> like nude throughout most of the movie, but whatever. Oh, it's lovely. Yes, it is. So lovely. <laughs> he, although he's one of those annoying actors who like gets really fit for like a role or he gains like 100 pounds to play you know someone i'm like i hate you yeah i'm like why would you subject yourself to that yeah. i feel like by the time he's like 60 his his heart's just gonna like stop yeah the perfection co-written by nicole snyder did you see that one? Oh yeah yeah that's yeah, a good one that's a good yeah. one that's a good uh, one go got ahead more uh we need to talk about kevin pretty good psychological thriller uh trouble every day mm-hmm. claire De- denise i think i recommended that one at some point, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, those are the ones I love anyway. And then, you know, there's plenty of ones yeah. that like, you know, I respect, even if I don't mm-hmm. particularly love, them. you know, near dark, of course, Catherine Bigelow, you got to give her a shout out there and stuff like, you know, the Babadook and uh, Jennifer Kent and the Love Witch and a yeah. Biller. And blah, I was going to bring up Jennifer Kent. I haven't seen the Nightingale yet. But I wasn't right. big on the Babadook. So I wasn't I was like, I don't, I mean, I know it's like probably one of the biggest most mainstream films that we could talk about but i just i didn't really get into it like a lot of people did i think it's better on a thematic level than it is on a horror movie level like it's not particularly scary uh but it is kind of interesting take on grief and you know uh struggling through that as well i just Um. i really hated that kid so much it's like (laughs) why can't the monster just eat the child yeah the child and call it quits please yeah wouldn't that be nice? I didn't like the kid. Yeah. I know. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, I'm sure there are plenty that we're leaving off, but, you know, it's... Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Again, it, the question was our favorite, not every yeah. single, you know, 
directed no. or written yeah. by women here. Um, yeah, we 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 can't go that far back and be like, well, the first film written by a lady bro. person was a nineteen eighteen. Yeah, that was that's a good bunch of ladies. As always, you know, you can let mm-hmm. us know your favorite uh, women filmmakers of the horror yes. genre. And uh, please do. Oh, you know, shout out to Jillian Flynn, too, for Gone Girl, because I watched that the other day. It's, oh, it's not yeah. like a straight-out horror film, but, you know, I, I it, it gets it's goes to some places adjacent. at the end, yeah. It does. Oh. I would consider it, like, an honorary horror film. Mm-hmm. Which leads us, which leads us to this film, yes, which is... Uh, which, if it came out today, would be canceled so would hardcore. Be canceled that... <laughs> before it even made it to theaters. <laughs> <laughs> because, truthfully, in 1988, 84 when this did come out it was basically canceled before it came out mm-hmm, too mm-hmm. people were very offended very upset so this has always been a thing it's just that now with social media it seems like people are louder about it but really it's always been there yeah it's true the 70s and 80s were when directors could get away with quite a bit and uh there'd be some mm-hmm. flack but it wouldn't stop the film from getting made and uh, not really the case today. Like it, it definitely not. Uh, even as I was watching, I care a lot. I was like, okay, I know a lot of people are going to like this because this, this, this happens, and it's not even that yeah. controversial. I feel like, but you know, it's there. It are... is really strange to watch a film that's just c- come out and been like, I wonder what people on Letterboxd are saying mm-hmm, about this. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if they've called this out or that out. And there's no self awareness today. It's it's gone with the wind. Really. You know, people cannot look beyond the surface value Don't say of things. Gone with but... the wind. <laughs> That's also canceled. That's also it's a can- canceled film. Can't Sorry, it's uh, I don't know. Alive. Said the name. It's alive with I'm the sound with podcast. the sound of music or something. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. the the hills are alive. The sound know. of they make the Nazis seem fun in that movie. How dare they? Actually, they don't. But I'm sure someone somewhere is like, well, it's a musical about Nazis. How dare you? Only films about Nazis should only be very serious. There should not be musical numbers. How I do know. You? The reality is that there's just problematic elements about so many films. and Literally every movie ever yeah. made has something that if you think about it is probably a little problematic. And I guarantee you know? someone worked on that film who was a creeper even if you didn't know about it or not. Sure. Even if you find out about yeah. it in 10 years. Like, it's just the reality. Yeah. You know, I respect exactly. what, what people decide they want to watch and don't watch. But I just, it really irks me when they try to make it for everyone and say you know you're not allowed to do this because i've decided that you can't like this you know i'm like calm down calm down i know i'm like of course that's what makes films interesting is that they're they're gonna please some folks and they're gonna turn a lot of other people off Mm -hmm. and that's the great part about storytelling in general Mm -hmm. you know they don't have to be for everybody every time no nor should they be because films like that are boring boring usually yeah uh exactly there, you know, there are some except, exception, exceptions I can't talk, but you know, like Titanic, you know, that's a film that most people seem to at least appreciate. Seems like it, yeah. But you know, like in general, I'm like, yeah, the stuff that I tend to gravitate yeah. towards is the stuff that not everybody and their brother loves. Yeah, but anyway, Mm-mm-mm. that's the end of our episode. So, so thanks for stopping. Bye. <laughs> Hope you like Body Double. Body Double is. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, Body yeah. Double is it has has always been a very controversial film. From the start, because originally De Palma was considering casting a real porn star as Holly uh-huh. Body, uh-huh. and Columbia Pictures was aghast, yeah. and they said, you can't do that. That's a porno star. We want real picture stars in our film. 
and that's going to make it a, an X-rated film, and no one's going to go see it and stuff. So from the start, this film was a, a little troubled, you know. Yeah, it was. There, there was a quote about that that I found. It was like, he said, I discovered that using a real person to play a fictional counterpart doesn't necessarily make the character more real. So even if he had used a porn actress, like, I think he realized that, like, uh, he needed someone like Melanie Griffith who had comedic timing and could actually act to play this part, you know? See, that's a really good quote because these days everyone's like, you have to actually be the part yeah. to play the part. And mm-hmm. I find that so fucking exhausting. It's true. I get so upset about that. It's true. And, uh, you know, we've become so conditioned to seeing people on films act in a particular way that is not how people act in real life. So it's like, it mm-hmm. just makes perfect sense. You can't just grab someone from the street and just be like okay just you know say these lines and act like a real person like even if they did it's like we're not we don't necessarily see real people on film for the most part you know it's it's uh the way they're acting is my mom is a great mom yeah would i want her to play a mom on screen absolutely not i think that would be embarrassing (laughs) to watch (laughs) i don't think it would work i want to see kathleen turner playing a mom on screen yes Kathleen Turner would be great as my mom. Yeah. That's the weird part. Like, <laughs> Or my grandma or my great-grandma at this point. <laughs> or just my sassy friend. Uh, I mean, really. Just more ca- ca- more Kathleen. Kathleen Turner. Mm. I almost want to say she was approached for this part, too. Well, that actually. would have been interesting. Hmm. I know Jamie Lee Curtis was. Mm. And I can see it. Although I think it would be a very different film with her. I think she'd be more like feisty and kind of like hardcore you know and kind well, of I'm picturing maybe more gruff i'm picturing trading places which you yeah know, yeah uh, exactly uh yeah that could be interesting for sure i i could see it but i think she just she didn't want to get typecast in like horror thriller kind of stuff which mm-hmm. which made sense but yeah it uh not much to set the scene you know directed of course brian de palma Carrie, Dressed to Kill, mm-hmm. Blowout, Scarface, The Untouchables, etc., etc. You know, oh, it, all the good shit. Yeah, we don't need to say anything about him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> co-written by De Palma and Robert J. Avrek, who also did A Stranger Among Us and The Devil's Arithmetic and a bunch of TV credits. Uh, this, because I think, because this film didn't really blow up, he he didn't really end up getting a ton of work out of it. But you know, whatever, uh, mm-hmm. because it didn't do really well at the box office. I think it may have made back its money, but that's about. It, let's see, it made $8.8 million against a 6 to $10 million budget. I couldn't find an exact figure Ooh. on that, so. Ouch. Uh, not so great. Um, that's not very good at all. And well, I guess De Palma. Sad. It is. And I guess De Palma had like a three-picture deal with Columbia Pictures, and this was the first one, but then it didn't really make that much money, so they were like, well, Aww. we're not going to make your other films. But Rude. He just, he wanted to stick it to the censors with this movie from mm-hmm. what Wikipedia tells me. You know, he was specifically going for an X rating uh, because he hated how much they cut down uh, Scarface, was it? Yeah, I think it was Scarface he made right before and this. And dress, dress to Kill. Those were both heavily cut at at, at the time. True, true, yeah. true, true, yeah. Um, so he was like, I'm going to make this an X rated film. But then he still ended up having to cut it down anyway for some theaters, of mm-hmm. course, because they wouldn't play the X rated version. So, But I guess he didn't have to cut That's too much, just like some of the porn um, stuff. Uh, so yeah, because I mean the the film besides the drill scene isn't very violent. Yeah. Um it's it's really just because it's a very sexually frank movie that probably got him into trouble. Yeah, because it's America, and uh, you can show as mm-hmm. much blood and gore as you want, but uh, don't show those titties. You know, it's uh, don't you dare. How dare you? I hate our country. <laughs> Sorry, it's so stupid. And <laughs> it's you terrible. would think. I mean, this is thirty plus years yeah. ago, and you would think surely we've made some progress right mm-hmm. not really not so much i mean i think you can show 
stuff like this on cable now yeah. more, I think. But in terms of like mainstream films, there's still so much that you're kind of told not to show. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mainstream films, it seems like things have, we've talked about it, have gotten even more restrictive in some, some yeah. degree. And it's, it's just, it's so, it's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God oh, for like God. streaming services and stuff, because mm-hmm. at least we can get some um, weirdos on there and stuff that we find interesting. Yeah. Like the movie and we just I, watched. I, yeah. I, I do still hear people complaining like, oh, well, I yeah. just started this new TV show on Netflix and oh my God, the first scene was just two naked butts just colliding and boobs <laughs> everywhere. And I, and I just thought, what is this trash? And I was like, oh my God, we're still doing this. Like how? It's just a boob and a butt. Who cares? You know? Calm down, Sally Mae. Calm it's, down. It's, I yeah. know. Roger Ebert really liked the movie though. Gave it three oh, and a really? half stars out of four and called it an wow. exhilarating exercise in pure filmmaking, a thriller in the Hitchcock tradition in which there's no particular point except that the hero is flawed, weak, and in terrible danger, and we identify with him completely. Roger, tip <laughs> of the hat Surprise. to you, sir. Wow. Uh, what did Gene have to say? Okay, Gene. All right. So here's what Gene said. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker. Now... It still isn't awful, but he, he gave it two and a half out of four stars. And he's like, when, the, okay, here's, when the drill comes into screen, De Palma lost me and the control of the film. At this point, Body Double ceased to be a homage to Hitchcock and instead became a cheap splatter film and not a very good one at that. Oh my God. It's not even that gory. Calm down, James. It's not. You don't really see shit at all. You don't. It is surprising though. Uh, a little bit from Ebert. Uh, I, I think he really responded to all the Hitchcockian influences, which understandable. Uh, and yet, it's, it's a beautifully made film. I mean, it it's, is it's gorgeous it's, to it's look lovely. at. It's beautifully constructed. I mean, I was just this time watching it. I was looking at all the blocking and like where he mm-hmm. puts the camera, where he puts the characters, and I'm like, this is so ingenious. The way he blocks and plots out all these shots and scenes. It's just like the 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 scene at the mall. Yeah. I'm like, how did you even come up with this? Because it's like there's the creepy guy on the et escalator as jake is walking down the hall as gloria's going into the the boutique Mm -hmm. like it's just it's fascinating that scene yeah yeah it goes on for a long time but it keeps me yeah it like i'm in it the whole time like i don't yeah (laughs) Yeah. i I can't look away (laughs) no it's great it 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 is interesting that he, he borrowed a lot from hitchcock but then he also put a lot of his own um spin on a lot of this too which i think is what differs this from something like um the psycho remake you know it's like there he was basically just copying and maybe adding a few little things here and there but like this still feels like De palma even if he is putting a lot of these homages to you know hitchcock so yeah what i love about De palma is when he actually steals from himself (laughs) like true true yeah like at the end of dress to kill it's just the end of carry again mm-hmm. like with the dream scene like it's the exact same same shot at the end like what are you trying to tell us here <laughs> like it worked the first time it, let's try it again do it again <laughs> i love when he does that even oh, with like he had made sort of a uh a, a neighbor next door film before you know uh, dress to kill is like this sisters is like this like it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah yeah it's like 
yeah, he's borrowing from Rear Window, but he had borrowed from Rear Window earlier, too. So it's like a lot of his oh, films God, yeah. have this, which, uh, by the way, I love every Rear Window copycat slash homage. I, I do, too. love them all, you know? It's like, I feel like that's an easy way for me to know I'm going to like your movie. If it's like, it's kind of like Rear Window. I'm rear like, window, I'm yeah. kind of into this. <laughs> Even like What Lies Beneath has a little bit of that, where she's yeah. like suspicious of the neighbor and like. Uh, Fright Night, of course, and uh, American Beauty Definitely. even has some of that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, so it's like, this is how you get me. I don't know. Maybe maybe we're just voyeurs and we don't know it, but, you know. We it's, are. <laughs> we're just filthy voyeurs. And really, what is film if not voyeurism? This really? is true. Yeah. I mean, it's like you're you're basically paying to see someone else's life. Like yeah. the very in- intimate parts of someone else else's life that they don't always show or tell you so the most interesting parts too because they yeah they they put that on screen yeah it's very true because a screen is literally just like looking into a window so yeah it's it is it's a good point maybe De Palma's onto something here like he 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 knows what makes really fantastic interesting films Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh there was also a great (laughs) quote in the Washington Post about this that I want to read and it says a lewd, gory, twisty-turny murder mystery swirling around Hollywood's porn industry. Body Double finds Brian De Palma at the zenith of his cinematic virtuosity. The movie has been carefully calculated to offend almost everyone, and probably will. But, like Hitchcock, De Palma makes the audience's reaction the real subject. Body Double is about the dark lang- or the, the dark longings deep inside of us. I just thought that was a great fucking quote. That is the sexiest quote I've I ever heard. I know. I can't even read it sexy. Why enough. was that it not on so the sexy. poster? Like, <laughs> that's that whole thing. That is a great quote. <laughs> the whole blurb. Oh. That's the only thing on the poster, just that, just that one blurb. It's so good. <laughs> See, body double starts Friday. It's so true. Though. It. Yeah, he just creates this world, in, and the world building, right? That's It takes us into yes, this. world building. Yeah. And it just, it sucks you in and you can't look away. And it's just, even if it is, you know, quote unquote problematic at times, like it brings you in and you can't look away. It's just, oh. So, you know, what's going on in this movie? Well, we have an actor. His name is Jake Scully. Mm -hmm. And he's playing a vampire in this sort of cheap, low budget horror film. And he has a problem because he's claustrophobic and he's playing a vampire. So there's going to be some scenes in a coffin, (laughs) you know. And so the first scene is him in a coffin and he's like, uh, I can't breathe. And so he leaves the set, and it's all in a tizzy. And they're like, it's fine. We're going to find a way to work around it. It's cool. Yeah. Which is Hollywood terms for you're, you're about, about to get fired. So he goes back home and brings his lover, Carol, a hot dog. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> that is an actual thing. He goes and gets a hot dog. <laughs> and he walks in to discover that she is uh, humping some other dude. What I love and about this it scene. It should be good to know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, what I love is that... Uh, he hears this happening like for yeah. he's walking toward there he he hears her what moaning does he think he's hearing? what is what does he think that she's doing like it like masturbating i don't know and like, then he's just that loud? still completely surprised when he opens the door and you know sees her yeah. fucking this and guy he sees barbara fucking Crampton. barbara she has no yeah. lines but she's just riding a guy <laughs> oh, naked yeah it looks looks like, great what? looks great I I believe that's the most problematic part of this film is you didn't give Barbara Crampton lines. Come it's on. true. I love yeah. Barbara. And I did hear, I think there was a scene that was shot that was cut mm. where they have like a little moment where she talks. That'd but be great. Unfortunately, it was cut. So, oh, man. And Let's the whole stick that on the Blu-ray. Yeah, put that on there. The, the yeah. whole setup with the horror movie, I think, is really great, too, because it does mm-hmm. uh, make this movie like I don't see this movie mentioned a lot as a horror movie. But like I, I, did, I think right. when you invoke stuff like that it actually 
helps too to like make it seem more mm-hmm. horror adjacent because literally yeah. he's there's a horror movie within a horror movie here it's, it's so meta right yeah uh, but yeah it's, it's so meta yeah I, I and it's such a cheesy fucking exploitative film like it seems like something that De Palma yeah. like like a parody of a De Palma film it's just it's it's so yeah because yeah. there's like the shower scene with the body double and the big boobs <laughs> yeah and it's like the tight close-ups of the boobs being soaped and stroked yeah. which is basically yeah. dressed to kill mm-hmm. which is where he got the idea from for for this because mm-hmm. as many know angie dickinson had a body double for the cl- close-ups yep. in that film and there's a a very soapy erotic shower scene and he said he found the process so funny that he wanted to make a film and it just sort of turned into this so it's interesting how one thing can inspire something else i suspect it was part that and it was part vertigo which also has the body double you know Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of homages to vertigo in this as well even just the fact with the the fact that he's claustrophobic is a reference to the fact that you know in the film he was um he's uh, uh, scared of heights. I can't remember the scared of heights. What's, yeah. what's the word for that? Uh, a... Um, I don't know. What is there? A... It's not kicks. It's not really vertigo because that's not really the. Oh, I guess it's vertigo, right? Fear of heights necessarily. Is that really what it is? Because acro- acrophobia. Like it's just like when you get dizzy. Yeah, a- okay. Acrophobia. Intense yeah. fear of heights. Yeah, yeah. Vertigo is just yeah. You're right. No, dizzy, dizzy. I'm not up on my phobias. I'm Me not, neither. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, everybody. I know agoraphobia because I've been experiencing yes. it, but you know. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, so um, he dis- discovers that Carol has been unfaithful, and this is her house, so he's kicked to the curb, and mm-hmm. he he stays with a bartender friend of his, and then he meets this guy at an audition, and he meets him at another audition, and it's weird. He's like, he keeps showing up, and then he meets him at an acting class, and yeah. he's like, who is this dude? And his his name is Sam. There are a lot of hot guys at this class as well. And I'm like, is this yeah, right? a casting session for gay porn? I think it might be. And they don't know about it. I'd but, be okay with it. Yeah. I'd be all right with it. Because you don't even see the women in the shot. And then it like, eventually uh, the camera oh, goes right. and you see them. But for the most part, you just see like men. And I'm like, yeah. what's going on here? It's like an all male acting class. Yeah. Oh, that sounds sketchy yeah. to me. Yeah. Mm. And at this acting class, you know, he's, the teacher is trying to get him to channel his childhood fears of being stuck in, mm-hmm. in a, in a game of sardines and that and the, and that's where his claustrophobia comes from but he's just sort of doing it in this really ag- aggressive way and sam like he stands up for jake and it's like this is bullshit this is not acting this is torture let's go and get get a drink yeah and they go off and they talk and he tells them the whole story and and he's like i need a place to stay and sam's like oh good news I'm house sitting for this guy and he's always out of town mm-hmm. and I'm about to go and do this play in Seattle. So why don't you stay at this house? And this house is ridiculous, by the way. <laughs> it is like a spaceship. It's a UFO. Yeah. Mixed with like the Seattle needle. And yeah, yeah it's like the Jetsons. I don't know uh-huh. what the hell this thing is. And you have you have to take like an elevator to get up there. Mm-hmm. It's like a ski lift or something. Yeah. And this house is amazing with the best views of the city you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Well, this comes with a very special extra gift because look in this telescope and you'll see this girl across the way who every night does this 
sexy dance in lingerie and like, pleasures herself. Like she clockwork. Dances. Yeah, she just... Yeah, yeah. like clockwork. He and he doesn't question every this. Night. It's just like every single fucking He's night. Like, really? She does this every night? How cool. This, I lucked out. The exact same fucking dance, which I assume the exact yeah. same music. Maybe there's no music at all, but we don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, the music that they play in the film is amazing. It it's is. Pino DiNaggio, who has done just about every De Palma film. Yeah. And this cue especially is one of his best because it's kind of a tangerine dream-esque mm-hmm. kind of il- electronic but then there's like that typical Dinaggio like female vocalist that's mm-hmm. like ah mm-hmm. and I love that and it's a really sexy piece and yeah. so he's like this sounds great so Sam leaves and then the next night he discovers that she's doing it again and he's like oh cool great mm-hmm. but this time there's someone watching her there's like a guy and he looks like he's trying to re- repair a satellite dish, but he stops and watches and like is is like leering. And he's like, you pervert, as if he has a room to talk, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and then he 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 finally sees the woman's face as she leaves her house the next day in her car. And he's like, oh, my God, she's gorgeous, which she totally is. Um, And. She's leaving, and he discovers that the guy that has been watching her is parked outside and is following her. And he's like, oh, shit. I need to see if he's, like, stalking her. So then he stalks her (laughs) to make sure that that this guy is not stalking her. Let's break that down. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, it's so – there's a lot of hypocrisy with this character, right? He he has – again, it's moral moral relativism of him deciding that, you know, uh, he thinks – He's, he's decided that, oh, I'm, what I'm doing is right because I'm saving her. Even though yeah. I think his subconscious really is just he wants to stalk this girl and it's watch like, her all day long, fine. you know, yeah. and uh, see her go into stores and buy things. And uh, and try on panties. Yeah. Which I love the that's okay. the girl that, in the why Russian. Why is she buying know. granny panties? I, yeah, that's a that's a weird plot point. I'm uh, like, this is your special lingerie and it's like these big ass <laughs> like, granny panties. Well, and the girl <laughs> really? at the front desk is like this Russian. Oh, I love her. A uh, goth security. Gr- yeah, she's like security. security. I, I think we have a problem. Yes, we have a problem. Yeah. That complicates things because then sec- security's on his ass mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm trying to make sure that this crazy, creepy dude doesn't attack her. Yeah. But the the scene that I, I think is so funny is when they first get out of the car at the parking garage and mm-hmm. she goes on the phone at the pay phone. If you kids are listening, that was a thing that was a really big back in the day. And she's talking on the phone to, I guess, like her l- <laughs> lover. I don't know. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, I'm going to buy the special panties because she has a, like a really deep, like sexy voice mm-hmm. like that, which I heard she was dubbed. Her performance was dubbed mm. by another actress, so I guess she didn't have the right sexy voice like that. The timbre, yeah. And, yeah, so, so she's talking on the phone like, I, I just need to see you. I need to meet you. I'm going to buy some special panties. And he's <laughs> pretending to be on the phone this entire time, right next to her. And then he has not said a single word on the phone. He isn't even trying yeah, to pretend yeah. like he's, he's having a conversation. <laughs> she hangs up and leaves, and he's like, yes, thank you, goodbye. Yeah, I'm like, so oh. That's going to sell it. Yeah. What kind of an actor are you? He is you don't not commit. sly at all. And at like, some point they end up doing this crowded vampire movie. Yeah. And it crowded in a uh, elevator together. Elevator. And it's also kind of yeah. funny. Uh, just he's freaking his out. Yeah. He's claustrophobic. And the score and... is like all Jaws-esque. It's like, darn it, darn it. Everything's going crazy. And... 
And when they get to the bo- the bottom floor and the doors open and the creepy guy like steps in, everyone's like, "Ugh!" Like, yeah. like he's scary. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, he's creepy as fuck. Like he's got these janked up teeth. He's re- scary. They refer to him as the Indian man, which feels problematic. Yeah. But also, I'm I, like, I don't that's even problematic. He just looks. I don't know. Doesn't even look like a human being to me. He he doesn't, no. he doesn't look like anything. You know. He's- he looks like Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Like he's scary. And so then he follows her after he goes, they go into the parking garage mm. and she gets her car. And while she's doing that, he goes into the trash where she's discarded her unwanted panties because she tried on <laughs> the panties at the store and just, I guess, just has decided to throw hers out. I don't know why. It doesn't make a lot of sense, except that it does come back later on as, like, a clue. So he decides, I'm going to take her panties. And that's where I was like, this guy's fucking weird. Like, who does that? I don't want someone's underwear. Like, that's And she only wore them for, like, two seconds. It's like... I I know. I don't get it. And so he follows her to this beachside motel. Uh, Yeah, motel on a hill. Like, it's ridiculous. It's beautiful. It's It's gorgeous, but... (laughs) And she's trying to get into contact with the, the the guy that I guess she's trying to meet meet there, and mm-hmm. he won't. He's like, I can't make it, and she's all depressed, and he's like, oh, no. And then he finally confronts her, and it's like, so someone's following you. And she's like, I know. <laughs> and he's like, it's it's not me, I, I promise. <laughs> but it kind of is. It really kind of is. <laughs> And then as they stand there staring at each other for about 15 minutes, yeah. the the creepy guy rushes and grabs her purse and he has to chase I, after him. It, 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 there's a, like a shot of her just like holding the purse out. Like she's like waiting for someone yeah. just to run by and like, which is, it kind it's of like, makes you think that she's in on this, but you know, she's that's not. That's what but, I yeah. thought when, when I, when I first watched yeah. this, I was like, she's just like holding that out there for anyone to oh, take. Right. I don't know someone that holds it out that way. Right. And they, there's like a big chase on mm. the sand and they get to this tunnel and of course Jake fr- freaks out because you know it's a tight in- enclosed space yep. and the creep creepy guy goes through the purse and gets out her little card key thing to get into her house and he disappears and then she comes in and she's like oh thank you for s- saving my per- purse and stuff and this is when the film takes a little turn. I've been told that De Palma said this is when the test audience lost their shit and started t- to laugh. And I understand completely. When they just start because making they out just here. start making yeah. out for yeah. no reason. Yeah. No reason whatsoever. And then the camera like spins around it's them. It's this very dramatic thing. Like the music f- gets crazy. Five minute sequence of yeah, just yeah. spinning and groping, grabbing and, her boobs, yeah, touching <laughs> with the caressing. the melodramatic scoring, swelling over the top, and yeah, it's and she's all like yes, yes, yeah. And then she's like, no, wait, never mind, we can't do this here. And then she just like run runs away. Mm-hmm. And so Jake goes back. And is trying to figure out what he can say to her to make things right. You know, this is the funniest apologize fucking <laughs> line in like any movie. It's like, ever. hey, it's it's me. Re- remember me? I'm the guy that almost fucked you at the beach today. <laughs> Just his like, del- yes, his delivery of it though. Line, he's because he has that little pause. Like after he's like, I'm the guy that almost uh, fucked you at the beach today. I'm just like, oh my god. 
this movie has some surprise comedy. It's more in the second half, but like it's, very it's, funny. it's really funny. And uh, there's I don't a know. dark sense of humor throughout this film that's really great. It is because I get the you get the sense that uh, De Palma isn't on the fact that like in Vertigo, like the lead in that was kind of creepy too. But like totally, people didn't really totally. talk about it as much. But I think he's very much aware that. I'm going to play that up here and make this lead like yeah. so people get it that I'm trying to point out the fact mm-hmm. that this this guy is not necessarily <laughs> kind of you know uh, yeah he's not he's the protagonist <laughs> sure but he's not like a uh, yeah. you know a knight in shining armor here but he's looking across the way and he sees that um Gloria that's her name by the way cuz he did Gloria. see her license Gloria and, uh, Gloria Gloria <laughs> think he's got your number gloria it's actually perfect uh, for this <laughs> what oh why we, why was this not the trailer music or yeah, something that would yeah. be great mm. and uh and he sees that she has been smart and she's she has gotten a cop to come in and sh- check her house mm-hmm. because you know the the guy has her has her keys now so she's just trying to be safe yeah but apparently he doesn't check all the way because the creepy guy is in her closet with a drill <laughs> and the cop leaves and Jake is like, holy shit, there's a guy in your house with a drill. So he tries to call her. And it's not, it's not just like a regular little drill either. We're talking like slumber, slumber party massacre, like giant yeah. drill here. I mean, it's not like a guitar, phallic like in the drill. second one, but phallic yes. drill. Yeah. Giant phallic Ridiculous. drill. Yeah. And she answers the phone and he's like, there's someone behind you, but it's too late because he is dial M for murdered her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's strangling her with, with, with a phone. And then she pushes him to the bed and he hit, hits his head on the drill. And they're like passed out for about five seconds. And J- Jake rushes out of the house and finds two wonderful homosexual joggers. And they go in, into the house trying to save her. Mm-hmm. But it's too late because he's got the drill out and he's drilled into her back and she doesn't really do anything to stop it she had a chance to get away before that too because she woke up from being strangled and he was still passed out and she could have just got the fuck out of there and she didn't it's like she had a death wish or something yeah she's a little a little bit dumb yeah a little dumb (laughs) and uh and so then he drills into her you know and Jake comes in and is attacked by her dog and can't get get to the to the this dog the I, this, I love the dog it's it's, it's great I love the dog it's, too it, I do love the dog I love that it, it prevents this kill and then later on it does something you know too it, it, I, I mean oh, it, it, it actually causes itself. Yeah, yeah it causes this kill and then it later redeems. on it's, it's really interesting I love that the dog has the best character arc of the film <laughs> when you think about it a nice redemption arc yeah it's so great <laughs> Oh. So he's trying to get to her and the joggers are trying to pull the dog off and the drill mm-hmm. goes like through the ceiling and there's blood mm-hmm. flying out. It's really gross. Mm-hmm. And he gets there and she's gone. And as he sees that, the creepy guy sneaks out into the night and then the detective comes. This is where, yes, and, Siskel oh pretty boy. much lost it apparently. This is where he stopped Oh, caring Siskel. apparently sorry Siskel Siskel I'm sorry for him because then he misses all the fun stuff in part two it's really film, so. it, it is like very two distinct distinct parts like you might be watching this yeah. and think okay this movie is kind of winding down now because now we're going to get the detective and uh whatever but then it just goes in a completely yeah. different direction than you would expect and this this detective is an asshole by the way and this detective is just like so okay we've seen that you have her panties yeah maybe your you're just pocket. a harmless what's that, panty. that about you perv panty yeah. sniffer yeah 
<laughs> yeah, harmless panty sniffer. And, uh, <laughs> the thing I found so condescending is when he's like, I see you're an actor. Ever ever been in anything? I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I love when people say that. I'm like, oh, yeah. you're such a dick. Shake is now the lead suspect. But one night, he's getting a little drunk. He's watching some TV, some late night TV, and he sees this promo for this porno film called Holly Does Hollywood. And the lead actress is doing a dance routine that looks an awful lot like the one he saw Gloria doing all those nights before. And he thinks, hmm, interesting. This is where I could see the film losing some people. I've heard some people say this just just because it's so convenient, right? You know, he just happens to flip on and see yeah. this 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 person yeah. who's involved with the exact same crime that he's involved with. But then you get into the True. whole, like, I, you could do a... Uh, uh, Mulholland Drive kind of reading of it like this is all very oh. dreamlike and blah 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 like I think it's actually happening but at the same time it, it is very convenient you know it's a little heightened but th- that's yeah. really all De Palma's work too it's, it's always a little bit heightened you know yeah. it, it's yeah. realistic but also kind of not it's sort of yeah. dreamy and strange yeah and he gets a copy and he's like yeah that's definitely the girl that's there that's too uncanny so he decides to go and contact the company that made the film. And it turns out that they're having auditions that day. So he's like, I'm going to pretend like I'm going to audition for this porno film and get to meet Holly. And he gets the part. And this porno film that he is now starring in is a musical. It's a musical porn. Featuring uh, Frankie Goes Goes to Holly. (laughs) Which was nice of them to contribute to this uh, yeah, I this experience, erotica. That originally they were going to put this whole scene on MTV as mm-hmm. a music video, but it was a little too risque. And so they never got to do that. So I feel like that's re- really sad because that well, would have been great. Maybe that would have helped the uh, the box office a bit. Yeah, I mean, there's a scene where he's watching TV and he's like watching MTV music videos. So there's plenty of, yeah, yeah uh, uh it goes both ways there, definitely. Yeah. He meets her, and they're in their little scene, and as they're having sex, he imagines that he's with Gloria. Mm-hmm. And then he's brought back to reality for the cum shot, which they're very upset they didn't get. And then he talks to Holly afterwards, and is like, and he's, <laughs> he's now dressed and acting like some kind of weird sleazy guy, mm-hmm. like with like the slicked back hair and stuff. He's pretending to be like, like a producer or something now. Yeah, like, yeah. Even he's, though he was just an actor, like what? What? Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> he's like, "Hey, you're really terrific. I produce movies." And yeah. she's like, "Oh yeah? Do you have any money?" And and he's like, "Yeah." And I want you to star in this. So let's go get a drink. Yeah. And they do. And she's like, "Okay. Well, first things first. These are the things I don't do on." screen Mm -hmm. and it's hilarious like it's so great melanie griffith is fantastic in this part she's so funny because she's you know she's she's kind of got like that sweet sort of baby voice Mm -hmm. so it makes the things that she's saying so much funnier than if it was just like some gruff like yeah i don't do fisting i don't do animal acts you're not gonna come in my face you know like she's not She's jaded a bit, but she's still kind of sweet. <laughs> she's yeah, she's she's pragmatic. She's uh, she's been in this business yeah. for a while, and she knows what she can handle and can't handle. And has she's a star. Yeah, she's come up with a nice little contract that yeah says what mm-hmm. she'll do and won't do, and you got to respect that. Yeah. You know, she's she has boundaries, yeah. and good for her. Mm-hmm. 
And he kind of wins her over because he's like, you know, you have a really nice and she's like, body, I know. And mm-hmm. he's like, no, smile. And she's like, oh, it's it's actually kind of sweet. It's a kind of a sweet scene. I like when he invites her back to the apartment and the, mm-hmm. she has some line that's like, we had one of these spinning beds in Star Whores. Star Whores. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so funny. I love it so much. Well, because, yeah, they do go back to the house after yeah. they encounter one of Jake's actor friends. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's a funny scene where where she's like, Jake, I haven't seen you in so long. Who's your friend? And it's like, oh, it's just a friend of mine. She's also an actress. And she's like, do you have any, any idea if there's any parts for me? And Holly's like, yeah, I've I've got a tip. And <laughs> she's like, she's like, do you mind working with ladies? And she's yeah. like, <laughs> she's like, well, uh, no. I mean, acting is acting, is it acting not? Is and acting. she's like, yes, yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah it's it's <laughs> funny. It's and, and she makes some comment about like, uh, uh, I know everybody, mm-hmm. and and she's like, oh, really? How, how do you know everybody? And she's she's just like, well, of course I know everybody. It's it's you know the porn it's industry. Like, what are you from? Outer space? Yeah. And then she's like, oh, one more thing. What's the part? And she's like, that's good. That's good. We need more comedians in this business. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. It's a great scene. It's so it funny. It is because it's like, it's a comedy of errors thing. You know, like everybody yeah. thinks that they're on the same page and nobody is on the same page. So it's it's, it's <laughs> so great. great. <laughs> it's, I mean, this movie's fucking hilarious. Okay. It's very and funny. Yeah. They get to Jake's house. And so he's like, look, I got to come clean here. Um, I'm not really a producer. I'm not really in this b- business but i think you might have been hired to do this performance a few days ago and she's like oh yeah yeah i was hired to do that Mm -hmm. and he shows her the house and she's like yep that's the house and then sam calls and he's like hold on a second and he puts her on the phone and she confirms that that's him who hired her and he's like what the fuck she seems very disturbed by this yeah yeah She's like, listen, you're not a producer, so you're just wasting my time. I'm going to go. And And he's like, no, you could be in danger. And she's like, calm the fuck down. Like, you're creepy. You're wasting my my time. She's like, I'm getting out of here. Hilarious, like, lines that she's walking off to. She's like, fucking freaky actors and masochistic directors. And she's like, I should have known when he didn't know what the cum shot was. It's so funny. (laughs) And then she's trying trying to get a, a ride. She's trying to hitchhike. And like everyone keeps like passing her by, and she's mm-hmm. like "fuck you" and yeah, stuff. So and then these these two cars like drag race uh, past her, and then they crash, and she's like "oh no," <laughs> she's so sweet about it. And then a car comes up, and it's a and it's it's a car with the creepy guy, and you're like "oh shit, oh shit." Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, Jake is calling the detective, and it's like "I think I've got I've got it, I've cracked the case." Mm-hmm. They hired. Holly to pretend to be Gloria so that I would get invested so that Sam, who is is actually Gloria's husband, could hire the creepy guy to kill her and this whole thing. And the the detective's just like, what the hell? Like, you're just so weird. I guess... come into the station and make a statement if you want to. This is the yeah, this isn't the other like yeah. big vertigo homage here, right? Because that's mm-hmm. kind of what happens in there. It's not quite the same, but at least with the body yeah. double set up and everything. I guess if you if if you're watching this movie and you're not familiar with like vertigo or you're not on the same page as like, you know, this kind of heightened 
thing. Like, I, I guess I can understand not having a good time. But if you are, it's yeah. it's wonderful because <laughs> it's so, so ridiculous. Fun. It's just it, yeah. it it just drops all pretense of being in reality at this point. It's like it, 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 it's its yeah. own like it world. Yeah, nuts. Because yeah. now he's on his way to the station to make the statement, and he sees that Holly is in the car with the creepy guy. And they're like a few cars in front of him because the drag race explosion has caused a road blockage and stuff. And he sees the creepy guy hammer her in the head with a crowbar and and the cop comes out and he and he's like, sir, you need to get back in, in your car. And yeah. he's like, he just hit her in the head. And he that looks scene and he's is like, so I don't like, see anything. It's so nonchalant. Like, you just see him in the back of the car like, poop. Okay, she's out. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, she's out, out cold. <laughs> And so the creepy guy pulls his car out and goes into the reservoir for some reason. I don't know. There's, An and, aqueduct and it says, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it and the sign on the gate clearly says no trespassing. So why didn't they stop him at some point? But that's besides the point. Well, yeah, why are you burying because, this body you know, in a place where there's probably pipes and water everywhere that could leak into the body? Like, it's gross. Like, yeah. ew. Ew, David. And so then Jake gets out, out of his car and climbs the gate. Mm-hmm. And finds this hole that is being dug, and the creepy guy is like sticking Holly in the hole, and um, and he's like, "I'm gonna have to save her." So he confronts him, and there's like a big shovel fight and stuff, and then he like rips off the face of the creepy guy, and underneath it's Sam. Yeah. And this whole time, it's been him in a really good prosthetic. It's a Scooby Doo moment, right? And it's it, it totally is. And it's like it and and for anyone who says like you know it's problematic, well, it was it was not a Native American person. It was, it was a white not. person the whole time, the whole time, the yeah, whole time, the whole time. <laughs> Sally Field and style. Yes, we call that cultural appropriation. Yes, for the case of murder. For the like case it. of murder, and he is a bad person. So yeah, we are not troubling. endorsing it. We are yeah. just pointing out the fact that he yeah. is a bad person, and he's pretending to be he's, a Native he's American a person. person. He's terrible. Yeah, and I don't think De Palma is so, endorsing it either. <laughs> I don't think so either. Because he's, he's the really villain. I do not. You know. Exactly. He's a horrible piece of shit. And yes. of course, now at this point, Jake is scared to leave the grave because of his claustrophobia. He's like, yeah. oh shit. And Sam is like shoveling dirt on him. He's going to bury him alive and stuff. And this is when he flashes back in his mind to being on the set. And he's like, I'm going to get it right this time. And... Mm. He, you know, they pull him out of the coffin and they're like, it's going to be okay. And, and he's like, no, it's not. If I don't do this, you're going to fire me. So I'm going to do it right. Let's just do it. It kind of seemed back like in there he was and, in a different movie during that scene to me. I don't, maybe maybe yeah. it was the same, but I didn't look like the exact from the beginning. But. Well, because he, he doesn't have his uh, his vampire. Right. But even that, it looked like yeah. the background was different than. Um, maybe it's a little more. I don't know. Don't maybe know. they did change some stuff to make it a little bit different you yeah know? i don't know who knows but this somehow gives him enough confidence to like grab the shovel and like pull him into the grave and stuff and then the dog that's been in the car this entire time mm-hmm. leaps out of the window <laughs> this dog and saves the day sam and pushes him into the reservoir sacrifices itself i assume which is sad but yeah that's really sad yeah but also very brave but you know this dog it's <laughs> Brave choice from the yeah. dog. Sweet little dog. Yeah. God bless him. God bless him. He... And then <laughs> and so you think, okay, I guess it's done. And then Holly 
wakes up and she's like, why am I in a grave? What is happening? Like, what happened you're, here? You're one of those necrophiliacs, and, you corpse fuckers, right? Corpse fuckers. <laughs> and it's like, no, I promise. Like, I don't want to do this. You know, like, this is... that. This was all a plot from, you know, this evil man. And she's yep. like, I'm just going to stay in here. Like, mm-hmm. don't touch me. I'm yep. not dead yet. <laughs> Please don't touch me. <laughs> and then it fades to black. And, and you're like, is that the ending? What, what the fuck? And then mm-hmm. it cuts back to the vampire film that he was on. He's been hired back, which is probably the most unre- unrealistic part of the film. Mm-hmm. And now Holly's like the technical advisor for, I guess, like the body doubles or something i don't know i don't know why why she's on why, why she's on the set and they are shooting a scene where a girl has to come in and be the breast double for the lead actress <laughs> oh. and that's pretty much the ending it's just this you know the credits job are and... playing over the yeah the credits are really funny though stick around <laughs> folks if you haven't watched them because they are good like, my, yeah. my breasts are very tender and i, I got my period and he's like okay i'll I'm be careful i'll be careful <laughs> And and then he he's like, is this good? And she's like, yeah, oh yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, that's good. It <laughs> just goes on for like ten minutes. It's <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> oh, oh, and that is Buddy Double. It ends <laughs> on a shot double. of bare breasts <laughs> yeah. with blood dripping down them. I think that should have been the poster. Really, it is a along with that in the Bible Belt. Along with that quote from Washington Post. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all you need. That's all you need. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> it's a crazy fucking movie, and it, it is takes so town. many chances that you just don't see anymore. And you don't. I respect it very much for that, and I do too. And the comedy in it, like I, I just it feels naturalistic, but also really campy and fun. Mm-hmm. It's just it. It's, yeah. It's really just something. And I think I noticed Brink Stevens in the porno scenes. I believe she plays one of mm. the porno a- actresses. Mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, Branks, speaking of Slumber Party Massacre, she was, you know. Perfect, perfect. Like, look at that. It's like he, it's, it's De Palma mixed with Hitchcock, mixed with like MTV, mixed with porn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot of things that shouldn't work together, How but somehow they do. that not sell you? I mean, <laughs> yeah, if that I doesn't do it. <gasps> what I'm, more do we I'm need to sorry. say here? <laughs> <laughs> He's just such a great visual storyteller you know because there's a lot of scenes where there's not really a lot of dialogue and it's all told just through a glance here you know a walk Mm -hmm. a a piece of music it's just beautiful a shopping montage yeah it's oh i love that shopping scene it's because it's kind of like the museum scene in dress to kill a bit you know Mm, it's there's not any dialogue but just the looks the glances the music, it tells you everything. So go check out Body Double if you haven't seen it Please or haven't do. seen it in a while because it's great. I think yeah. a lot of people write it off because they're like, oh, it's not really a horror film. It's like more of a yeah. erotic thriller, but it, it goes to some horror places, definitely. Like It does. It it's, does. Uh, it's, it, it's adjacent. As always, sure, some problematic things, but, you know, uh, yes. you take the good with the bad or you don't, but we do. So, you know, and uh, yeah. acknowledge that maybe. Good, you take the bad, you take them both, <laughs> both and, and there you have. There you have. The, the, the films of De Palma. The films of De Palma. <laughs> <laughs> the film's the Palma. Do we have a couple overlooked gems? I do. I do. I've got one called The Slayer from The Slayer is a great movie. Yes. It is just mood with a cat capital M. Mm-hmm. It is just nonstop mood. Yeah. It is about a artist who's very troubled. She has these horrible nightmares and her husband's like, "Hey, I've gotten us this place on this deserted island. We're going to go with our friends." 
and they chop her in and all of a sudden she gets there and she's like, I feel like I've been here before. This is weird. There's a lot of deja vu and she feels very uncomfortable. We feel uncomfortable, uncomfortable because the island's kind of creepy and like no one else is there. And then someone or something starts to kill off everybody one by one. And she's like, is this a dream or is this real? And it's kind of like a, uh, a precursor to a nightmare on Elm street. There's I was going to say that. Yeah, simps- yeah. yeah. Like there's a few similarities, right? But it's not, mm-hmm. it's not enough to be like, well, clearly Wes Craven just stole everything. It's mm-hmm. not like that, but it's, mm-hmm. it does kind of deal with dreams versus reality and what's real and what's not. It's very it, interesting. The pacing is a little slow. It's a little so slow. You just yeah. should, you, you should know that before you go in. Cause mm. you know, it's, it's not for everyone, but no. Personally, I enjoy it. There's an Arrow Blu-ray that's out that's gorgeous. And for a long time, it was very hard to find it in a good print, in an uncut print. And it's now fully uncut, beautifully remastered, and it's just wonderful. So Looks great. Check it out. It's different for... Mm-hmm. like it just has a different vibe yeah. from the from the slashers and stuff even it's yeah uh it does its own thing and it's really interesting for that and i love a island set movie i don't know it's fun me too yeah it's always um, fun um i got one What's more romantic ro- one more romantic one here and it's another kind of newish oh. one um it's called rift this is an icelandic mm. um thriller it's gay that's why i bring it up for Ooh. the final one it's uh months after these this couple breaks up uh, this character named Gunner receives a strange phone call from his ex-boyfriend, Einar. Um, he sounds distraught, like he's about to do something terrible to himself. So Gunner drives to the secluded cabin where Einar is holed up and soon discovers that there's more going on than he imagined. As the two men come to terms with their broken relationship, uh, some other person seems to be lurking outside the cabin, wanting to get in. It's just great. It's really just uh, more of a film about a bad breakup and... Mm. Uh, everything that can become of that you know how you're still kind of drawn to the other person but you know it's damaging and you shouldn't be and it's a really toxic environment and the characters are constantly trying to decide like should they just you know should should this one character just get up and leave or should he stay and help you know his ex and while there's also this kind of mystery going on because something supernatural psychological is happening and you're trying to put pieces together and sort out that while this relationship drama is you know unfolding and really interesting um it's another one that i know a lot of people probably aren't going to love the ending but if you can just enjoy the ride i think uh you will have a good time and uh it's it's just one of those endings that a little ambiguous and i think that that's that tends to be the issue for people um because people want things spelled out right they want you they want to know every single thing you know and uh endings are so tough that is always the toughest mm -hmm. thing to come up with Mm -hmm. and very few endings if you've noticed are really terribly satisfying it's uh, there's a lot of great films where i'm like that was so good until the last two minutes and you're like (laughs) you know yep 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 so uh yeah try to enjoy the ride and uh you know if you don't like the ending that's fine but you know put it in context and Mm -hmm. be like okay did i have fun with the rest of the movie then i that's what i do anyway and i try to at least i mean there's there's still exceptions there are still some movies where the ending is just so egregious that i can't get past it but well those are some good little picks and that wraps up our sex kills month but i guess we can tell you what we're doing next month do you want to tell people we sure can yeah we are doing scintillating sequels Ooh, scintillating Ooh. Mm -hmm. because it's just a bunch of sequels that we feel don't get no respect 
as mm-hmm. Rodney Dangerfield would say. It's a good, just crazy bunch of movies. I I mm-hmm. think people will have fun with this month. It's a bit like our remakes, our, our Us month that we did last year where we tried to pick oh, yeah. stuff from different kind of subgenres and um, everything else just so it doesn't get kind of stale. You know, we don't do the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, over and over again throughout the month. There's one I think we've talked about a lot. We've talked about like 10 like, times. to do this. Yeah, and now we're going to do it. So it's- <laughs> Yeah, we're going to do it. It's going to happen. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> uh, so don't be surprised because it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, as always, you can follow us on Facebook at HOHH Podcast. Also on Twitter at that same thing. You can follow us on Instagram at Homos on Haunted Hill. You can follow us on Letterboxd. You can leave us a review on iTunes. Please be nice. I think that's it. Oh, you can find us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Homos on Haunted Hill. We will have a fun new film for the camp series for March as well. So uh, consider joining. It is only $1 if you just want to listen to one episode a month. If you want to listen to more and have more goodies, there's other tiers as well. So give it some thought. In the meantime, we will see you in March for some great sequels. We sure will. And just remember... I'm not a stunt cock. I'm an actor. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm going to go do some water sports now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's not on your list, Kevin. God. It's not in your contract. Oh. Lord. They wouldn't ask me to do this in Star Wars. (laughs) Let me tell you. (laughs) They would never. They would never. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.